0: Moon pies are better than marshmallow pies.
1: Yeah, the issue is I don't feel strongly about it versus, like, you know, Swiss rolls.
0: Swiss cake rolls are better than Ho-Hos. Or Yodels. What the fuck is a Yodel?
1: It's the uh, Hostess brand one. The one the one with the duck. There's there's there, a duck on it? There's three brands. There's Little Debbie, there's Hostess, and then there's um, Drake's is the one that actually gives it the Yodel name. Yeah,
0: what the fuck is Drake's? What else do they make?
1: Uh, they make all those. Hold on.
0: Well, there's only one way to eat a Swiss cake roll, and that's what I'm saying. No. Yes. No. There's one way to eat a Swiss cake roll. Skin it? Yes. No. And then peel it apart. So you skin all the chocolate off of it. You unroll the chocolate cake to expose the layer of icing. You tongue all the icing out of the middle part, and then you lick it all off the flat parts. And then you eat it piece by piece. You leave the chocolate for last.
1: How do you eat, like, Danibles? Do you, like... Danimals? Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: I have a process for that, too. Would you like what,
1: to hear it? I'm, what, what is it? Like, stick your tongue in the frosting and no, then one the things? No, your finger.
0: I'm not a monster. Your finger.
1: Dip the thing! Why are
0: you no, so No, you weird? eat the graham crackers first, and then you eat the icing. No, you dip it in. No. You
1: what eat is, each piece separately. What of is separate wrong way. with you? <laughs> We're
0: exposing our relationship right what now. What the fuck is wrong with you? That's how you eat animals.
1: The animals? That's how you eat
0: animals. (laughs) No, Danimals. I don't think we're. No, it's not Danimals. Danimals is the fucking yogurt. This is Dunkaroos. Dunkaroos.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, I didn't feel good about it when I said it. Well, welcome to this snack-themed episode of Butts in the Seas podcast, episode four. Yes, we're already losing track. Yeah, yes, episode four, pay-per-view number two.
0: And unfortunately, our conversation about snacks is more interesting than the pay-per-view we just watched. Yeah.
1: I am your host, Nick. Alongside of me is Emily. Hey, hello. I had to quiz Emily earlier. I'm like, name one match from this that wasn't the main event or World War Three.
0: The only one I could think of was the match that we had seen, like, four times before.
1: Yes, and weren't supposed to see. So you are, uh, you know... A, a, a full pay-per-view build into WCW. How are you feeling about it?
0: I thought it would take longer to be just exhausted by WCW. Nope. But I'm really over NWO. Like, really over NWO. And all their fucking factions.
1: There's a large shift coming with that soon. Thank so we'll God. see how that a affects. Good, in a good way? I don't know. Ugh. I honestly don't know how it's going to affect week to week.
0: Fingers crossed it's better because yikes. I'm just tired of trying to figure out who's in black and white, who's in Hollywood, who's in Wolfpack. uh, Like, everybody's in something.
1: Black and white is Hollywood.
0: So there's only two factions.
1: Yes. Plus, there's the Latino world order,
0: which is falling apart.
1: Not really. Yeah, it is. Just Ray.
0: They're all. Okay, well.
1: They literally got a new member on this episode, too. They just swapped out Ray with Hoovy.
0: Yeah, there was no pomp and circumstance to that either. There's a little more pomp and circumstance with um, Ray joining.
1: Yeah. Which we Not didn't even, much with Hooven We didn't even really fully... We didn't even really talk about Not it. Not really, no. We're like, okay, let's make sure this There's will Ray. eventually okay. be a thing. And then it just popped up. My. am like, yeah.
0: yeah. Anyway.
1: So I think we've done enough stalling. This is the final World War III, 1998. Live from Detroit, Michigan. Woo! Uh, how many pay-per-view buys do you think this has?
0: Well, they said the millions at home watching.
1: Well, it's potential millions.
0: Potential millions.
1: Alright, so Halloween Havoc, in case you forgot, had uh, 310,000.
0: Oh, then this is definitely not millions. No. <laughs> they lied! They lied to us! What?
1: To be fair, they don't know how many people bought it until later, so... There is that. What do you think? Better or worse than Halloween Havoc? Worse. All right. How much worse today? they?
0: 100,000 less?
1: 60,000 less. There huh. were 250,000 buys. Actually, up from last year, which was apparently 205,000 buys. So
0: This is up from last year? I guess I don't know that it's bad until I watch it, so I guess that's fair. Yeah. But last year also wasn't great.
1: I'm kind of surprised the 97 World War III did... Worse or as bad as it did, considering it's the pay per view before Starcade '97, their best ever.
0: Have we watched any of
1: that? What Starcade? Yeah. No, we may at some point. Okay. But I'm almost wondering if it's because at that one they got their their uh, you know, their title match at like Slam or Super Brawl. Sorry, Slambury I think is um, a TNA day for you.
0: Okay, Slambury's a terrible name, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's Super
1: Brawl, so it's like, hey, you won you won this in November, you're gonna get your title shot in February.
0: Mm.
1: So it's like, okay, and it's not as important, it doesn't feel like Yeah. Yeah,
0: I don't know.
1: So we have the opening package which tells us absolutely nothing and it runs through all the names of the guys in World War Three. Incredibly fast, so is. you can't read any of them.
0: Yeah, and with really generic background music behind it, so it's not even like a height package. It's just text on a screen with nothing music.
1: Yeah, pretty generic. Uh, Goldberg arrives for some reason
0: in a limo. Very he, fancy, fancy boy. Yeah,
1: he had a nice silver briefcase for some reason.
0: He's got
1: lots of, you know, business things to attend to. He needs
0: his briefcase. He's a very important businessman, Nick.
1: Well, I guess he had something... I hope he had something to do, because he had no match.
0: He was very busy backstage. He was, you know,
1: business. When's the last... You know the last time we saw a Goldberg match? I don't
0: think we've seen him. Halloween Havoc. Havoc, Was it Halloween Havoc? He's interfered in so many matches since that, like...
1: Oh, actually, I lied. Technically, if we didn't didn't skip it, we would have seen him wrestle wrestled that, that that same match in the replay of it on oh, the next fair. night on Nitro. Yeah, you're right, you're right,
0: you're right.
1: So Goldberg has wrestled on TV once.
0: Since Halloween.
1: Unless he wrestled on that one Tuesday Nitro that we couldn't find.
0: So it's been give or take a month since he was actually in the ring for a full match. Yeah. Because this is 11-22.
1: So we go in the arena. We got Tony Schiavone, Bobby the Brain Heenan, and Mike Tenay on commentary. They note that Hollywood Hogan is not here, which... We went back and forth on whether or not that was gonna be something that came up tonight or tomorrow. I'm and
0: still confused by this whole thing.
1: I think they're just being honest.
0: That doesn't sound like wrestling though.
1: Sometimes you have to do that.
0: To me, them they hammered in the fact that Hogan wasn't there so many times throughout the entire pay-per-view that it was like it was like a plot point that it was feeding into Hogan interfering in something. That's why I really, really truly thought that Hogan was going to interfere.
1: That's a very smart and valid point. However, I think it's just like, oh, they don't want to talk about the match, so let's just talk about anything. And That
0: also very much bothers me. Yeah.
1: We'll see what happens to that on Nitro, but they're saying, maybe we'll get an explanation tonight, maybe we'll get it on Nitro. I don't know how much of this is... They're still figuring things out, which wouldn't shock me, because Hogan has creative control. <sighs> so... If they don't, if they can't figure out what to do. They don't do anything.
0: So there's a very real possibility that they just ignore that this happened.
1: Yeah, maybe. I
0: mean, WCW definitely does that. I
1: mean, he still is running for president, so we'll see if
0: they they might play that into it. Like, oh, he had a very important campaign event.
1: Yeah, they'll be like, oh, he had a cabinet meeting. It's like he doesn't have a. He's fucking...
0: not. <laughs> he has a cabinet meeting. He's not elected.
1: That's pro- it. Wouldn't shock me if if they if he at any point mentions that he had a cabinet meeting. Ugh. <laughs>
0: He's still running. It's 1998. The election's in two years. He doesn't have a fucking cabinet meeting.
1: So commentary runs down the card, which by then running the card, they run down two matches. They say World War Three and the DDP uh, Bret Hart match.
0: Yeah, so they don't mention anything else. And they don't mention if anybody else who's fighting is in World War Three or is not in World War Three. Like, they don't mention anything. Yeah,
1: I think the only thing I've actually like heard them say was going to be on this show was... Hoovy and Rey Mysterio.
0: Okay, but they didn't mention that at all in those paper. People. No. They don't mention any match other than the main event in World War Three. Yes. Wow. These commentators are fantastic.
1: I don't know how much that's the commentators versus the producers. people running the show.
0: I don't know. Maybe it might be producers or people running it.
1: If commentary wasn't doing what, what they wanted them to do, they would not be there. Ugh. Yeah. Especially considering WCW has like twelve commentators, it seems like. Fair. Like Larry Zabisco just show up for like the first hour of Nitro and then it's like oh, we're b-
0: gonna switch our brains up. here. I fucking hate Eric Bischoff.
1: Uh he will leave a couple times.
0: Yeah. And then he gets to go to WWF and we get to watch him in our personal watching. Yay.
1: Well, he leaves and comes back and leaves and comes back. And I know um especially a lot of the final year, like mid-2000 to the end, he has nothing to do with the show. Okay. And you know, he'll leave once or twice before then.
0: Why does he leave in mid-2000?
1: Uh, that what is an important thing in story that we will get to. We will get, will
0: get there? Yeah. All right. Because he doesn't come to WWE F till 2001, 2? 2. When are we in 2?
1: Two? Yeah. 2002. After WWE dead, so it's not like he's crossing well, a no. line.
0: But he's got a lot more hair. We noticed... I Okay, I noted that too. We're getting ahead of ourselves. But when he comes out later on in the show, he's, like, kind of graying and he's got really short hair. And I had to remind myself that what we are watching personally in the SmackDown timeline is in 2002, which is, like, four years, three years ahead of this. He has a lot more hair in 2002 than he does in 1999. Eight. Wow. Years are hard.
1: <laughs> and he will go, like, full gray at some point in...
0: Yeah, you mentioned that. Like, a, a,
1: a early 2000.
0: Listen, Leather Daddy Bischoff, like... He's not unattractive. He's just a douchebag.
1: What about uh, Glacier and Wrath? Are either of them attractive? I, n-
0: n- okay, I didn't know who Glacier was when he came out.
1: Well, it, that, that was a very poor segue into our first match, which is Glacier versus Wrath.
0: What a segue.
1: Um, I
0: get off onto tangents and Nick reels me back.
1: Rath has the undefeated streak going, but they don't have any numbers for how long it's been going or how I many weeks.
0: died for a pre-match match. Package. Any of these matches, I would have loved a video package. because you'd well, be like, this oh, is, we've the, got a history. This is
1: just an, a match. There's no story I know, for it.
0: But like he has a he has a record. Is there stakes? There are stakes. A lot of these, these a lot of these matches have stakes. But we don't know them. They don't tell us.
1: Do they have potatoes to go with the stakes?
0: I hate you. I could see you waiting to make that joke until I finish talking.
1: So we've seen Wrath at the Last pay-per-view. I think we skipped all of his stuff in the in-between because it's like, I feel like if you're going to have him lose, it's probably not going to be on free television. Watch him lose on free television. But um, Glacier just, he looks cool when he comes out. He has the, uh, it's like a knockoff Mortal Kombat kind of look. Yes. I swear, I'm pretty sure he used to have like one of the most expensive entrances until they realized it wasn't worth it.
0: It was too expensive. (laughs) Yeah. I wish he would have more of a like Mr Icemeister um what is it, Coldmeister? Fun. hold on, pause. Snow miser Snowmeister. <laughs> Snow-meister. <laughs>
1: Snow-meister. <laughs> no, I'm not pausing for that. You <laughs> Living your shame.
0: I wish he had more of a snow miser gimmick. If his name is Glacier, I wish he had more of like a you know, I Mr. Well, Ice. Well, he's
1: going for like a sub zero of Mortal Kombat look.
0: I didn't play Mortal Kombat.
1: Well that's what he's going for. Oh
0: well, was Mortal Kombat a thing in nineteen ninety eight?
1: Yes. Oh. There's a they mentioned in this that Wrath is going on the Mortal Kombat TV show. They
0: did. Oh, there's a Mortal Kombat TV show?
1: See that I didn't know about. I oh. know there were
0: We need to find that.
1: There were two movies.
0: I did know the movies. I don't know the The
1: second one is just all around bad. The first one depending, it's hokey, but you know, it has some charm to it. Is it pokey? No. I am not the biggest fan of it, but it's one of those where it's real schlocky.
0: Is Mortal Kombat the finish him? Yes. Wow. Okay. I definitely played that in arcade then. So that's definitely 90s. I'm just dumb. It's fine.
1: Oh, so <laughs> when the commentators actually noted Wrath's streak and didn't note a number, I was just mm. like, going to bet money someone in the NWO ends that.
0: I hate the NWO. I'm so tired of the NWO. I'm sorry. That's a rant for later. But yeah, both of these guys are really fucking forgettable. Oh, but there was a line about Wrath. That made me just angry with WCW.
1: I I don't think I know this line.
0: I'm pretty sure I ranted to you about it when it was happening. So they started talking about Wrath while the match was going. And they talked about his background. Oh, yes. Yeah. He came into WCW as like a mixed martial arts and karate guy. Like really into those kinds of fighting tactics. But in WCW, he quote unquote grew into a big power man. So, basically, they trained the skill out of Wrath. What could have been an interesting skill set and, like, martial arts kind of Steve blackman sort of skill set, they trained out of him so he could be a big power guy.
1: Without having looked at him too much, I'm actually even wondering if the, Is that true? If the karate thing was even real.
0: If it's real, I'm going to be really upset. Because I really love Steve Blackman. Steve Blackman's got a cool gimmick and a cool, like, you know, skill set. And the fact that they could have had that in WCW, and they were like, "Nah, you're gonna be a big scary power guy." Like, fuck off, no. Ugh.
1: What if he formed a tag team with with another large dude, and they called themselves Chronic?
0: Oh wait, are they Chronic?
1: Oh, he is part of Chronic. We talked we talk about this little, uh, Halloween Havoc too.
0: I forget about this every time you bring it up.
1: You no, know, you forgot about Chronic. What are you creative? <laughs> yeah, this match started, and I went, "Oh, this is gonna be a chore." <laughs> And the first half was that's kind of what I noticed with 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 wrath matches is that I'm like, "I don't care for the first half, I and then
0: out. the second
1: half's all right
0: a lot of these matches it's so easy to zone out in the first half and come back for the big finish at the end.
1: There were a couple rules moments w- one large one, but th- they spend the first other the first half of the match brawling on the outside, mm-hmm. and there's just no count nope, and then while they're outside. Wrath just fucking chokes Glacier with the camera cable. Mm -hmm. And the ref just (laughs) counts to four. Oh yeah, if you count to five, that's a DQ. I have
0: till five, yeah.
1: Counts to four, and then he's like physically trying to stop him. Like, disqualify him! You You could pull the thing off after he's disqualified.
0: This should be its own segment of when we scream, DQ?! At the fucking match. Because yeah. every, ti- every episode we've recorded so far is like, that should have been a DQ. This one 100% should have been a DQ. And they just didn't.
1: Yes. Around the same time. I yeah, yeah I think now I realize you didn't think anything of it. No. But it was real sad that Wrath is going on in the Mortal Kombat show. And the guy, he's facing a guy with a Mortal Kombat gimmick.
0: Oh, yeah. Who's
1: not going on the show. And I'm like, oh. That
0: is kind of sad. I didn't think about that. Did not cross my mind. You're absolutely right. Yeah.
1: So Wrath hits the, hits the meltdown and he wins.
0: Even though he should have been DQ'd, he still wins. Yeah. Ridiculous.
1: It was fine. Although that, that spot really did any goodwill for the rest of that. I was like
0: It was your Your your
1: streak line. should be over.
0: Oh yeah. It was really over. Underwhelming match. Didn't go too too long though, which was nice. That's the one thing I will say about the WCW matches they do not linger.
1: So after that, we have a Bret Hart video package, uh, which he he runs down Booker T, Lex Luger, Chris Benoit, DDP. Just kind of, you know, generally running through his issues with each of these mm-hmm. men. I I appreciated it. Uh, did you notice the hockey net behind him? No, I didn't. He's sitting just in front of a hockey net. Oh, that's, Bla- that's like, like a black room and just a net. That's.
0: In case you forgot, he's Canadian. Yeah. Don't ever forget. There was one thing in this talking promo that like got me a little bit, because when he was talking about DDP, he referred to him as Dallas Page, and that is the first time I'd ever thought about him in his name, because I'm like, obviously, his name isn't Diamond Dallas Page. Of course, his name is Dallas Page, but I've never thought about it, <laughs> no, <I don't laughs> so know. when he called him Dallas Page, I'm like, who's that?
1: Yeah, it's also like when you when you remember that the RKO is just Randy Orton's initials, because his middle name is Keith. <sighs>
0: Randy Keith Orton.
1: <laughs> Randall Keith. So are you ready for some NWO action? No! Too bad. We got Fuck. Stevie Ray with Vincent versus Conan with no one. <laughs> I don't know why. You have mates. You have, like, guys who will come out with you.
0: Yeah, isn't he, he's Wolfpack? Yeah. Yeah, where did the rest of the fucking wolf pack go?
1: No fucking clue. But at least you can actually tell from this that the wolfpack are baby faces because they're stupid.
0: I just I hate all end I swear I also blacked out for this fucking match because like I hate the end if I have to hear that goddamn theme song one more fucking time, I'm gonna scream.
1: I'm gonna set it to my to my ringtone.
0: No. If <laughs> Send that to your morning alarm so I get out of bed angry every morning.
1: So I noted, with it being Stevie Ray versus Conan, mm-hmm. it's like bordering on the weakest combination of guys you could have in terms of star power. Yeah. I think it's Vincent like... Vincent or Scott Norton, I think, would have been below Stevie Ray. I but don't even know
0: who Scott Norton is.
1: He's the guy who you keep thinking is Horace Hogan, and the guy oh. you keep seeing on screen going, who's that? I'm like, Scott Norton.
0: Fair, 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 fair. <laughs> Even when Horace Hogan comes out later, I'm like, who's
1: that? I don't really have an explanation for who Scott Norton is besides the guy you keep not knowing is Scott fair. Norton.
0: It's the same way I am with the Creedence Clearwater Revival Band. I can never identify that. All right.
1: Do, do Well, do not compare Scott Norton to Creedence.
0: So I feel like this match should have been bigger. This should have been a bigger deal.
1: Yeah, but- Wolfpack
0: versus Black and White. Like, yeah, it but should it's be Stevie bigger.
1: Ray versus Covenant, so no one cares.
0: It could have been bigger. Yeah. It should have been bigger. It's a pay per view. It should have been bigger. Yeah, but it wasn't because you know, fuck them. And did, you know, Hogan's not here, so who cares?
1: Did you notice that Stevie Ray changed up his gear? He does not have the like suspenders singlet anymore. He does
0: not. But he has some. There was something written on his butt. Now I can't remember. Probably what slap it was. Jack. slapjack. Slapjack. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: He said that throughout.
0: Yeah, because um, Vincent slapjacked him, didn't they? Yes. Yeah.
1: That's the. I think that's that's for the that's finish. That's
0: like towards the finish. Yeah.
1: The audience seemed to care as much as we did as well.
0: The commentators did mention that there was bad blood between Stevie Ray and Conan. Whatever that bad blood was, we'll never know. Because there was no background promo or anything.
1: I think it's just the fact that...
0: It's just Wolfpack versus... Yeah, and, and, black if, and, and if we
1: say it, you know, it exists. Ugh. So, y- you know very little about Vincent slash Virgil. Yes. We' we'll, we'll save that for if he ever has a, a, a you know actual match, but I just want to show you and get your live reaction to um, the Lonely Virgil photo. The
0: Lonely Virgil photo. This is
1: him at a like you know wrestling convention.
0: Oh Oh that's the saddest thing I've ever seen. Oh my God He doesn't have a line, he's got no buddies. Oh that's so sad.
1: Ugh. Yeah, that's pretty uh, normal. <laughs> See, that one didn't even have the uh, the false advertising. Occasionally, he'll have a written because he um, his gimmick in WWE that he was like Ted Di, the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. He's like assistant. Mm. It's a weird manservant thing going on, uh, but he'll occasionally problematic
0: have a, because he's
1: yeah. But he'll have a sign saying Ted DiBiase and Virgil, and DiBiase oh. never shows up.
0: Listen, as someone who's gone to two Comic Cons, seeing anybody at a con like that with no line, it just like brings a tear to your eye. It's just so sad. I'm
1: trying to think if the, if his uh, Ted DiBiase sign is more is more false advertising, or if it's like Seymour um, the dog from Futurama who just waits outside that pizza shop for for Fry to come back and never does. Mm.
0: Dogs are too good for this world.
1: We both remarked on the weakest chin lock ever from Stevie Ray. Oh my God! Yeah, who just puts his arms kind of like over Conan's shoulders?
0: Doesn't even flex. And just like
1: yeah, like grabs his hands together like 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 near Conan's chin. I would even say on near. Yeah, and it's just like all right, we're in a rest hold. It's like are you in a rest hold for rest holds?
0: It was like, I was looking he, at his biceps during it. There was no flexing. He wasn't even pretending. He was just holding. This isn't even, like, a long match. No. You you have no reason to be resting. You're not tired.
1: Although, I do have to give this match five stars. Oh, God, why? Because Conan kicks Stevie Ray in the stomach and grabs his head and hits a face buster. And didn't need to do a fake powerbomb to do it. Five stars.
0: Are you listening, Billy Kidman?
1: It's like at Halloween Havoc when I gave the, the Sting Bret Hart match five stars because he actually distracted the ref. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'll give this five stars because they actually DQ'd somebody for something. They The refs do know how to DQ. Yeah,
1: but even then it was a stupid. Bu- it was a, it was a stu- bullshit
0: DQ, yeah. but they still know how to do it.
1: Yeah, so Stevie Ray gets slap-tracked by Vincent. And then Conan gets on top of him and just keeps punching him. Yeah. Even though the commentators are like, he's knocked out, he should have just pinned him. Nah. It's not even like anything really happened that Conan all of a sudden got pissed off. No. And Just for
0: being alive.
1: Yep. Yeah. So Conan gets DQ'd. And then Booker T comes out to help. And Stevie Ray uh, rejects it. See if that ends up leading to anything. It did not in World War Three. Spoilers. Mm-mm. But, yeah. Uh, <sighs> yeah,
0: the Booker T, Stevie Ray storyline. Because, you know, they're brothers. Strange brothers, if you will. Could have been something interesting, but no, no.
1: It might get picked up. We'll see.
0: Yeah, we'll see. Uh,
1: not a good match, but compared to the things on either side of it, Ugh. you know. Because up next we have Sunny Ono and the Cat versus Saturn and Kaz Hayashi.
0: Mm, what a guy!
1: Yeah, you you thought
0: Kaz was quite he's an absolute hunk. I could look at him all day. He's beautiful.
1: Immediately. I think even it was before even, like, Saturn came out. I was like, this is going to suck, isn't it? I saw Ernest Miller and Sonny Oda come out, and I went, this is going to be a rough segment. <laughs> is Ernest Miller the cat? Yeah. So, yeah. but this match is in ring three.
0: I wasn't really keeping track of, like, which match was in which ring.
1: Not terribly. Doesn't really, doesn't really terribly matter for most part. No. It's just shifting it around so the crowd, you know, gets... Better views on certain matches.
0: Which I do appreciate. Like, that's nice. Because if you bought tickets to this and every... And, like, you sit down and you're like, oh, wow, we have great seats to this one ring. And nothing is in that ring. Like, I'd be pissed, too. Yeah. So, it's kind of nice that they do rotate it. So, that's thoughtful. Point to WCW, I guess.
1: Yeah. So, the cat works most of this match for his team. Although, Sonny Ono, for some reason, is able to get the upper hand on Katayashi multiple times.
0: Well, because, um, like, how it was, like, pushing Sonny back hey, in. Like, no, don't tag yeah, me and Get back in there.
1: Even then, I was going to say, like, there was some, like, back and forth offense between them. I'm like, why? You're presenting Sonny Ono as being a chump. He also has the softest stiff kicks I've ever seen. Hmm. Where I'm like, it doesn't look at all hard, but, like, it's making enough of a noise. Because I think it's just flesh, slap and flesh.
0: Hmm. So you think he was absolutely, like, hitting him?
1: I mean, to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. The Making kick, contact. The kicks, you can only fake so much. Fair. But, yeah, they they didn't look like they were doing much damage. But also, I just wrote, fuck, I don't care. <laughs> I don't.
0: It's true. It did feel like every move was getting countered because they were really taking their time to get into said move. And I was like, at that point, it's like, yeah, no shit every move to getting countered. Like... It's taking a full minute to get a guy into, like, any kind of submission hold or position to slam, like...
1: How long do you think this match was?
0: Ooh, ten minutes?
1: Eight, so you're not far Okay, off. I'm close. But the main story of it is that Sonny Ono doesn't want anything to do with Saturn. And there's a real sloppy ref distraction that lets Ernest Miller come in and... Doing a roundhouse kick to Saturn as he's choking out Ono. Mm. And then Ono ends up on top of Saturn and pins him.
0: I was going to say, I can't really tell you anything that Perry Saturn did in this match. He had a
1: couple of nice moves. Yeah, I like yeah. Perry Saturn when he's on offense. Just so a matter he keeps being in there with people who, when they're on offense, the match comes to a screeching halt. Yeah. So far, it's been, you know, on pay-per-view, it's been Lodi and then oh, Lodi. the cat and Sonny Ono.
0: Can't stand Lodi. We'll get to that later, though.
1: Terrible match. Let's just move on. Could
0: not care less about that match. I didn't even rate these. I used to rate all these matches, but, like, I can't even be bothered to rate these matches.
1: We go backstage to... And it's actually backstage, it seemed like, to uh, Chris Jericho on WCW.com.
0: I don't think it was, because later on, when DDP comes out and he's, like, running the perimeter, I'm pretty sure he ran over that desk. Could not remember. I'm pretty sure.
1: Uh, Nothing he's actually backstage. Jericho says that he is the true killer of WCW, <laughs> along with Ralphus.
0: I love Ralphus, my boy Ralphus. That pout, though, I love Jericho's pout.
1: He is very emotive. I love it. Yeah, the WCW.com segments are really more like, "Hey,
0: we have an online presence. Don't forget." Yeah, remember the internet? <laughs> it's 1998. I feel like you do have to say that. You know, the internet. We have that.
1: Oh, I missed this earlier. The um. In the beginning, they they cut to uh, Mean Gene, and he plugs the the hotline.
0: I'm sorry, you have to say his full God-given name.
1: No, that's not...
0: Mean Woo Bygone Gene.
1: Why are you saying bygone?
0: That's what he says.
1: It's by God. Oh. He's not from a
0: Mean Woo Bygone Gene.
1: No, he's not from a bygone era. Whatever. (laughs) I mean, he is, but that's not the point here.
0: (laughs) His God-given name is Mean Woo Bygone Gene.
1: (laughs) Only Rick gets to do that. I don't care. However, he plugs the WCW hotline, which is just pre-recorded messages. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Oh, I was going to say we should call it.
1: No, one, it's definitely down now.
0: I don't know. Two, Maybe we yeah. get somebody else on the other line. We'll even, see.
1: Even then, it was just, like, pre-recorded messages, and oftentimes it wasn't, you know, it was really kind of deceptive. No. And, it, you know, it, it's you pay per minute, so they'll draw things out. Oh. But... Mean Gene would get a like decent royalty on, on that for each call. So Of course he did. He ended up making like his salary again in commission, basically. Oof. So finally, we make our way to a match that might be might, might be pretty good. We have uh Hooventude Guerrera versus Rey Mysterio. Oh, I'm sorry. Um for some reason Kidman comes out and then Hoovy comes out. And we were like, what the fuck? Where's yeah.
0: Ray? A match that could have been really good, just like no, we're not gonna do that.
1: So I wrote, "Where's Ray?" And Ray comes out.
0: <laughs> yes, Ray actually does make an appearance, which thank God.
1: Yeah, Hoovy comes out rocking a uh, LWO shirt, mm-hmm. and Eddie comes out to cut a promo.
0: Eddie with that majestic ponytail.
1: It's it's still a weird mix of ponytail and mullet.
0: It's so long. His hair's so long. It's beautiful.
1: It's the, it's the old saying: you can take the mullet out of the boy, but not the boy out of the mullet. <laughs> it's true. So, Ray is pissed that he didn't get the title match because Eddie is, for some reason, able to make that call because he's the leader of the LWO.
0: Which means that he can, you know, call matches. Yeah, and
1: Ray being in the LWO is also kind of weird because it was a... Eddie was trying to get him to join it, and then they're like, all right, we're going to have a match. If I win, you join. If I lose, I'll stop bothering you. Mm -hmm. And Eddie won via, like, screwiness, and I'm like... I guess you know it's your word, but like I'd be like, no, fuck you.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, Ray is pissed he didn't get his match. Eddie tells him to fall in line, but mm. ask him a very important question: Do you have a family? Do you have kids? I'm like, you should know this, Eddie. He's yours. You did this whole thing.
0: <laughs> you know what his family is. Remember Dominic? What, what was it, Dominic on a pole match? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Not not exactly, but it was the custody of Dominic Latter match. So like same idea. Oh exactly, yeah. With the uh where the fuck was Vicky? Oh. I still don't know if I love or hate that match.
0: With the Dominic on a pole match? Yes. And that's that's what I'm going to call it.
1: Cuz it's a great quality match, although it's a little like sloppy to the point of being scary. But just the premise is so ridiculous that it's hard to get past.
0: I feel like Dominic Mysterio really needs therapy. Like, if I grew up and I was an adult and I watched that back, my father fighting for my custody, I feel like I'd have some issues. It's like the pepper on a pole match. Like, even if your character has to go through your rival eating your dog, I'd uh- be a little fucked up.
1: So this match is now back in the main ring, ring one. Yes. Which it does annoy me that ring one is the center one, and it goes like one, and then to the left of it is two, and then to the well, right it makes sense of it
0: that is three. the main ring is the middle ring.
1: Yeah, but I wanted to go left to right one, two, three. I actually wrote originally ring two, and I had to go back and change it once I said something.
0: No, I mean it makes sense.
1: You were saying that we've seen this match a bunch, but I it thought really it was kind of nice to see it with, um, you know, a heel face dynamic.
0: I guess that makes it different, but it's still the same two guys doing the same two moves.
1: Or not the same it? two moves,
0: the same moves. I don't know. I really want to see Billy Kidman and Juventud Guerrero fight different people.
1: They will eventually.
0: The last couple of weeks we've watched, they've been only fighting each other. Yeah. I, are there other people in the cruiserweight division? Yeah, we,
1: we've also been skipping some of the more unnecessary items.
0: Yeah, but this, the re- skipping is still just like... The same
1: shit. I know the difference of Hoovy was wrestling more like a heel, and the commentators did like seem shocked about it. Although he did have a um, a lot of times w- with the cruiserweight matches, it's like hard to describe like, the exact like moves because he basically goes for a tornado DDT, but then ends up on the apron and then like kind of smashes Kidman's like throat into the ropes. Mm. It's, like a nice little move because like the, the first couple minutes of this are very standard Kidman. Hoovy kind of match
0: I mean yeah I don't know it was just it was hard to watch this match with any sort of interest because I've seen it so many times
1: yeah I, I mean, thought I thought there were a lot of nice spots they didn't do previously like, there's a diving um diving Hurricane Rana like from the top rope to Hoovy who's standing on the apron to the floor hmm. it was like that's a nice spot um
0: Still did the face buster
1: Yes Although that's about Six notes Six or seven notes down from me You were amazed at How many notes I had for this match
0: Yeah You had a whole fucking page And I was like Oh I'm squeezing out four lines
1: Yeah Do You miss Tony Schiavone Talking about how it was nice That the Cruiserweight title Was about competition Because the main event ti- You know the, the world title Has too much drama And it's too <laughs> interpersonal Conflicts And I'm just like
0: This kind of is- No I guess you're right This isn't interpersonal conflict Like Hooventude doesn't have anything Against Billy Kidman It's Ray versus Hooventude
1: even then it's Ray versus Eddie.
0: Fair. But they're not the ones fighting. So yeah, I guess that's right.
1: Yeah. Um I was glad to see them do this, which is uh Kibben rolls to ring 3 and then Huvi springboards from ring 1 into ring mm. 3. I was happy to see them incorporate Utilize, that. I wish they yeah. had done a little bit of it more, but it was Yeah, cuz I feel like there wasn't bounce. a
0: lot of utilizing rings um 2 and 3 throughout.
1: Yeah, I do Weirdly, think because I think it was it was one of the other matches that had this, where the guy rolled out and went to the other ring, and it's like, oh, he's in a ring, so I can't count him out. It's like this is the ring we're in, okay? Right. It's like that—that's that, some bullshit.
0: Yeah, you should be able to count kind of, if you start in ring one, you can count him out in ring two or three.
1: Yeah, unless like the per, unless the other person like goes to yeah yeah that ring. Like, okay, then we're transferring the match. Yeah, we yeah. have like reestablished that this is now the ring. Yeah. So they end up back in ring one, and there's a weird head scissors from uh, uh, Kidman from ring one to ring two. And then he dives into ring two. Why
0: was it a weird head scissor?
1: Yeah, just like when you're going across two rings like like that, it's just always kind of weird and like kind of sloppy to get all the way over. I guess, yeah. But the end result of this was a top rope Frankensteiner from Hoovy in ring two. Hmm. He hits the Hoovy driver, which... I feel like if you're a heel, that like you, that should be your finisher and not the 450.
0: Yeah, no, I agree.
1: Um, because Hoovy actually goes to the 450 and misses it, but lands on his feet. Like I'm like, oh shit.
0: Yeah, I mean like none of these guys are bad wrestlers. Like they aren't no. technically good. No, that's just
1: generally impressive as well, yeah. just to be able to, like actually land it. Because like oh shit, also yeah. probably hurts the shed of your ankles.
0: Oh god, yeah, all these guys knees and ankles are probably shot. But yeah,
1: because then Hoovy suddenly decides I'm gonna go for a power bomb. Mm. Kidman counters into Face Buster.
0: Of course. We were waiting for it at so that point. So, we're five
1: for five now. hmm And, separately, we watched a match on SmackDown, and I was like, "He does, he's still doing it!
0: Yeah, he doesn't lose it. Like, he transfers, and the same thing happens. I do... Like, we when we went to watch that, WC, that WWE match, I was kind of sad, because I like his attire way better in WCW. I don't like the undies.
1: So, the end gets a little Confusing. complicated yeah. here. Of... Kidman goes up for the 450, and he gets countered by Hoovy, and then Hoovy's going to go for like another top rope Frankensteiner, but Ray suddenly appears, and like 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 Sneak appears, and holds Kidman's leg so he doesn't fall for it, and then Kidman hits the shooting star press. Yeah. He's so the main point is that Ray helped Kidman win. Yeah. So uh, Kidman gets the pin, new champ. Which they really gloss over.
0: They really do, yeah. But, like, Hidden was the champ for so long, it's just like, oh, good, he gets it back.
1: Yeah. So And then it
0: turns into a whole LWO yeah, Eddie, drama. Yeah, Eddie and
1: the whole LWO come down, and they're like, I'm tired of this. Are you in or are you out? Which, right. First of all, he kept saying he was out, and then he lost a match to be in. So it's like, yeah. you've had him for, like, a week. Like, I wouldn't expect the guy to be in, especially if you're, like, giving... Thinking, Oh, no, they
0: give him, like, a fucking ultimatum to be in, right? Yeah, like, it's,
1: it's like, if you got a new job and they give you an ultimatum in your first week, I'd be like, okay, bye. Yeah, I'm
0: done. No. So,
1: he says that he's out, and then he was like, get him!
0: Oh, yeah. It, it wasn't, he didn't even say he was out. He just, like, took his shirt off, threw it in Eddie's face.
1: I thought he said it. Mean, maybe he didn't. No, he never said he was out. It was he complicated. Just, he just, but, like, yeah. Eddie was
0: in Ray's face. Be like, are you in or are you out? There was, like, a little drawn-out thing where Eddie took his LWO shirt off, looked at it, and then threw it in Eddie's face. And Eddie was like, get him! And then all of the LWO went at, at, at uh, Ray. Yeah, and... you
1: literally just said Eddie for every name during that.
0: <laughs> Eddie and Ray Mysterio are interchangeable just, in my mind. Listen, I know it shouldn't be.
1: if you're going to do that, just say Dominic's father.
0: <laughs> but then the LWO, like, chases Ray yeah. out, of the, out of the ring. There's... Which
1: I had an issue with on okay. one account kidman's an asshole yes this guy helps you with the title and then you just bail <laughs> that's going to get beat down by eight guys like at least stand you know True, stand by him. stand by your man yeah i was like fucking kidman okay uh pretty good match i like it, yeah, it i liked fine. the ring to ring stuff uh, i wish they'd done a little bit more of it especially with two like high flying guys like that
0: it was kind of the same as it was the last three times we've watched this match I like think it's good. Like, both I of those are good. I think it was good. my
1: favorite of theirs. Fair. But I still think I liked the uh, disco and hoofy match more. Mm. So, Emily, how do you feel about matches that have finishes?
0: You know, I think they're overrated.
1: Oh, good. You're going to love the next fucking hour of the show.
0: Oh, phew. Because
1: <laughs> next up, we have uh, Scott Steiner with Fuckface <laughs> versus um somebody. Somebody? Well... Last I checked, this was going to be Rick and Judy Bagwell versus Buff Bagwell and Scott Steiner.
0: Oh, was that going to be this match? That
1: was going to happen here, but then Judy was put out of action. And I don't remember them making a one-on-one match, so I'm just like...
0: And they also didn't mention the fact that this was supposed to be a Judy match and they put her out of action. Yeah.
1: I'm like, I assume it's going to be Rick Steiner, but I'm like, I don't fucking know what they're going to do at this point.
0: Once again, something that would have been cleared up had they done a promo package.
1: Yeah. So it is uh, Rick Steiner eventually, but that ref is back. Uh, So this match is going to be in ring two.
0: Okay, they're rotating. More props to him.
1: So when it's Rick's turn to come out, his theme plays for a while, and then just cuts backstage, and he's getting like the lightest beat down. Actually, wrote he's getting tapped down.
0: Oh yeah, he's (laughs) just getting kind of like thrusted at. Well, I don't know.
1: the, The giant has him in like in like a headlock or like a sleeper. And the rest of the other guys in the NWTO are just kind of like, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> What this? What this? No, that, that, what dish, dish, that, dish. That, that is too much impact. Fair. He then gets dragged out by the giant, and Buff and Scott just beat him down for a while. Cause cool. Sure. Yeah. Because why not? On pay-per-view. Glad I paid for this. We didn't. <laughs> Rick, <laughs> paid for Rick needs to amend his look. Under his singlet, he has like a nitro shirt, and it's like- oh really? Yeah. I missed that. That's a nitro shirt. He looks like a real jobber.
0: Oh. I just I don't like his whole look with like the the leather jacket and the the headpiece. Well,
1: that used to be Scott's look too oh, when they really? when they were tag team.
0: Okay, I guess that's fair. But like, I just don't think it's a good look. It is very heart foundation though. Um, what's his face, Nightheart. He had that look.
1: Yeah, kind of a similar vibe. Yeah. I get that. So there is a rare occurrence of there being a low blow while the ref is down in this one. So. Not necessarily a DQ. Not the, necessarily a DQ. Other than the fact that Buff was in the ring beating the shit out of him. So, you know, it's kind of already, should have already happened. But, but Buff back this is This isn't a match. It's, no, it's, no. Yeah.
0: This is a setup for the ending of this match.
1: Scott puts on the Steiner recliner, which looked more <laughs> like a rest hold than ever here.
0: Yeah. I just love that name, the Steiner recliner
1: and fucking goldberg comes out
0: yeah that okay that was probably the most exciting moment of this whole pay-per-view if i'm being honest yeah
1: i was like oh okay
0: like goldberg coming out of nowhere and he's just like bam in the match like that that actually like got me really excited
1: that fucking spear
0: i know that's why i gave him the best spear yeah it was like oh you killed this man he is he's dead now we're gonna hold a funeral service like oof
1: I did like that Scott Snyder's character like wasn't intimidated. Like he like, like turns his back to him. Like no, I'm gonna keep beating down Rick. And it's like fuck you. But with that spear, the crowd lives. <laughs> I know the
0: crowd was I. So this whole pay per view, I was thinking like, are they muting the crowd? Like is there just really no no pop? Or we had a weird
1: moment it? with that later, later on. Yeah. yeah,
0: but it just they felt very dead and very uninterested. But with this, they were finally like, oh my god, something's happening. Wow action
1: so they mostly get away unscathed although um goldberg does press slam the ref into ring one and that's just kind of the end of the segment more of a nitro segment but the crowd loved goldberg and like it it popped him it was good
0: him coming in was good it may have been a nitro segment but like him coming in spearing like i would love to see him and rick in a tag team i know it'll never happen but the two of them in a tag team would be very interesting to watch
1: yeah, I think it I think it brings Goldberg down it does. to a level. It That's why I go. don't think it'll ever happen. Like like a one off match would be interesting, but But I don't know how nice. many You know, now that I'm saying it, I don't know how many, if any, tag team matches Goldberg has been in at this point. Oh. You know what I mean?
0: He's not really a tag team kind of person. Then again, I would never say that The Rock is a tag team kind of person, but, you know, The Rock and Sock Connection is just Well, ironically, I was going
1: to say, if Goldberg does a tag team match, he has to do what The Rock does, where you wait until like five minutes into the match, and then you finally come down.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're not actively in the tag team. You're passively, if anything, in that tag team.
1: Yeah, so there's no finish. No. And we just move on to... um, Scott Scott. Hall. Oh,
0: before we move on though, there was a fun moment with uh, Scott Steiner getting in the face of Goldberg when like Goldberg finally comes into the ring and he like gets in the face of Scott Steiner. You, he does, he doesn't pick it up on mic, but you can see very obviously Scott Steiner mouthing the words "fuck you motherfucker" in the face of Bill <laughs> that's, Goldberg. That's about right. <laughs> it was great.
1: I've showed you the <laughs> clip of uh, Scott Steiner's first WWE uh, appearance. Just give
0: me a fucking mic. I think it's great. I love when they cuss. That, that, that like,
1: man is very sweary.
0: I love it. That's why I don't like that current day wrestling is like rated PG or something like that. G or PG. It's
1: been PG since 2008.
0: Yeah, I don't like that. I want it to be more like raw. They
1: push it every now and again.
0: I love it. I want them to be more, more sweary. I yeah. want them to bleed. Like, I think that's fun.
1: Especially the one <laughs> random occurrence of um, it was right when Shane McMahon came back. And Vince put, him, Vince put him in a match with The Undertaker at WrestleMania and Hell in a Cell. And Vince just, all of a sudden, was like, I can't wait to watch The Undertaker give you a fucking beating. It's like, okay, Vince. Yeah?
0: I mean, I feel like Vince holds the same kind of ideals as um, Quentin Tarantino in that one, that one quote of his. <laughs> Why so much unnecessary violence?
1: Oh, I thought you were saying uh, both enjoy saying the N-word. Oh, well. Vince has said the N-word on TV.
0: That's not what I was going for, but yeah, let's go down that
1: path.
0: I was going for, why so much violence? Because it's so much fun, Jan.
1: Again, that quote doesn't work if her name's not Jan.
0: Everyone's name is Jan in that quote.
1: So back to the show, but even then, that's generous for this next segment. Um, Scott Hall comes out with the fucking. You want to know who's in the NWO? Mm, to watch this segment, fucking
0: everybody. <laughs> yeah, a mob comes we, out behind. We talked about man. how
1: Conan had nobody come out. Scott Hall made up for that.
0: <laughs> well, okay. Well, Scott Hall is also definitely inebriated when he comes out for this, so he needed a whole bunch of people to hold him up <laughs> in case he fell.
1: So he's apparently going to be facing Kevin Nash because, like, oh, this is a return match from Halloween mm-hmm. Havoc, which makes sense. And I did have to actually think. I'm like. What fuck was the match hall Halloween happening <laughs> oh with Kevin Nash okay yeah Uh Bischoff comes out
0: Big Daddy Bischoff
1: and he's like oh it's survey time which you were confused about yes so Scott Hall would come out and cut a, cut a promo and it would be like all right who came here to see WCW crowd noise who came here to see the NWO bigger
0: crowd noise
1: didn't matter every every time it was another win for the bad guys <laughs> every single time it did not matter
0: that was called survey time.
1: Yeah, he would say like I think he would say sur- something involving a survey. He would okay. say, but so basically it implied it's implied that Bischoff is going to do that, and then he just says, "Get him," <laughs> and they all beat down.
0: There was oh. some. There was another line of context in there between survey time and get him. I can't remember what it was at this point, but it was basically like Scott Hall, you are not one of us. He is not one of us. I knew you
1: were going to go in for that. <laughs>
0: Deep cut singing a Lion King
1: 2 song. I was kind of surprised you didn't go for deception. Disgrace. So Nash comes down and makes the save. Uh, they fight everybody off real yeah. easily. Yeah. And Hall goes to too sweet Nash, which is this. And you kind of the- kiss. Yeah, you, you you kiss hands. And Nash turns- Oh, that's
0: called the silent llama, I think. Where you put, like, your two middle fingers to your thumb and you point up the pointer finger and the pinky finger. My friend's a teacher and she talked about this. My friend Amy, she does like, the silent llama for her preschoolers.
1: It's known as too sweet in the wrestling industry.
0: No, it's silent llama. We're talking and we're not. Silent llama.
1: Basically, anybody who has ever formed a group decided, oh, we're going to do the too sweet thing.
0: Okay. I like silent llama better.
1: But Nash turns down the too sweet and just walks away. And
0: Never seen a sadder seven foot man.
1: <laughs> yeah, commentary once again notes that Hulk Hogan's not here. It's like, oh, I wonder what he's going to think about this.
0: Which again, I still at this point in the paper, I still think that Hogan is going to interfere at some point. I'm still not believing them that he's not here.
1: Yeah, but he's not.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm still like kind of surprised. Like you explained to me that he's just an asshole that doesn't like to be proven wrong or to lose. But like, but like, still like, I don't know.
1: So we have one more match before. World War Three and it is Bobby Duncan Jr. versus Chris Jericho Ooh. with Ralphus.
0: Ralphus, my boy.
1: I think you got fooled into thinking that Bobby Duncan Jr. was a bigger deal it than did. He is. we had a whole conversation. Commentary, about commentary about this. got you.
0: It did. Cause like when this match ended, I think I turned to you and I was we talked about this for a while, where I thought that like Bobby Duncombe Jr. was like he wasn't debuting, he was like having a return to wrestling TV. So I thought that he was supposed to be put over more by the odd Like, I, I think I thought that this was supposed to be a bigger match.
1: Yeah, it, it doesn't help know. that, like, they talk about his dad way a more lot, than him. Yeah. And so, like, it merges. Like, are you talking about him or his dad?
0: Exactly, yeah. Because Bobby Duncan versus Bobby Duncan Jr., like, it's just, it's easy to get mixed up. But, like, they do the same thing with Randy Orton in WWE, where, like, they talk about his dad, but they talk about him almost more, or like, they, they don't toe that line that's as closely. Really, that's really
1: only in 2002. He, he gets out of that pretty quick. Well,
0: that's what we're watching. That's my, that's my frame of reference. But they don't talk about his dad as, they don't, they don't toe that line of like, his dad versus him as closely as they do with Bobby Duncombe and Bobby Duncombe Jr. So it's easier to discern.
1: Yeah.
0: This is a little hard. That's why I thought it was a return.
1: This match is real. Nothing. I wrote, Jericho's great. Duncombe is nothing. But I did note that he looks like discount Texas Test. <laughs> am i wrong
0: you are not wrong
1: he he's a mix of of this singles push bradshaw before he's jbl and test we also get to see the lion salt for the first time on, on the podcast
0: they actually they did say lion salt by name which was cool
1: well he hadn't even done he hadn't done the move before that No. So, which you also think is a top rope move which again it is it not a top rope move it is a springboard off the middle rope off brett's rope the most dangerous rope <laughs>
0: The most dangerous rope.
1: Bobby Duggan Jr. did have one move that I liked. It's, I couldn't tell you
0: any, any of his moves. He had like a
1: Vader bomb elbow drop when he could go to the corner and kind of like jump off the middle rope backwards. Oh,
0: okay. It's like, okay. He had that one that move could be interesting. That's cool. Yeah. I'll take that.
1: But besides that, not much. <laughs> uh, Jericho almost dies at one point in the match.
0: Well, yes. But thank God Ralph this is there. <laughs>
1: I think... I don't know how much Ra- I would say Ralph is almost cause of it, but based on how light he grabbed him.
0: Oh my god, yeah, Ralph is out on the edge, and he like goes to grab the leg of Bobby Duncombe, and it's supposed to be like you know when other matches where they grab the leg, kind of like sweep him a little bit. Yeah, because
1: Bobby Duncan, like, has Jericho up in like a back suplex position, kind of yeah, thing. like yeah. Has, has him up in the air.
0: Yeah, so Ralph is just trying to throw Bobby off to like you know make him stumble drop Jericho, basically, just kind of very lightly wraps his hand around Bobby's ankle.
1: Yeah, and Bobby just, like, drops Jericho on the apron. Yeah, almost, almost, like, he almost sold it. Head. I'm like, okay. Like, he
0: it's, sold that grab. Sold a little too well. A little much, yeah. But he sold it, at least. Like, this was just, to me, if someone grabbed my ankle like that, I was a competitive swimmer. And in competitive swimming, in practice, if somebody's behind you and they want to pass you in the lane, they lightly touch your ankle. Like, they, they do the stroke and they grab your ankle with your hand to, like, lightly say, hey, I'm this close behind you, can you pull off so I can pass you? It's very light. It's just like, "Hey, by the way, I'm here." That's what that looked like. It was not an offensive move. It was not supposed to inflict any violence. That's sure, just like I'm, a I'm hey. Sure I'm I'm sure that's here.
1: what I'm sure that's what Rafa was going for.
0: Yeah, he's he's definitely got a swimmer's body. Yeah. He's he's a competitive swimmer. That man does butterfly does, all day.
1: He does remind me of you.
0: Hey, that's rude. <laughs> How
1: dare you. Anyway, uh Jericho grabs his belt, waits for Bobby Duckham Jr. to turn around, and he doesn't, so he just hits him in the back of the head with the belt. <laughs> If you look, Jericho's very much waiting for Dugum to either turn around or move, and he doesn't. So he goes, ah, fuck it. Hits him and gets the pin.
0: <laughs> oh, God.
1: Bad match, but uh, second best of the night at this point.
0: Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Kidman, Whovie, and then this?
0: At this point, yeah.
1: So next up, we have the World War Three match, which we previously mentioned that we were going to do live commentary for. Yes. And we did it. And we didn't feel great about it as we were doing it. We <laughs> went back and listened to it, and
0: it's pretty
1: underwhelming. There's nothing going on.
0: Which is weird because there's 60 people in three rings. There should be stuff going on, but there's really not. And even
1: when there is, like, it, it doesn't last. No. Like the most fun we had was watching people enter. Yeah. We were like, Which oh, there's like, oh, Chris Benoit. There's the disciple. Disco. Uh, I don't think there's anybody we saw that we like, oh, shit um Alex Wright came out first and you were my very boy, happy
0: my boy Alex
1: but it's
0: oh Chris Jericho when he came out he was like so forlorn oh yeah so he was sad. like yeah he
1: was like winded yeah. which I he looked it like acting. he just took a beating
0: yeah. oh 100% he was acting yeah. but like it looked he looked good the man can sell the man is too good for this industry or this you know this this company This company. Be looking for this company yeah he's way too good for this company which, luckily, he finds out soon.
1: So, everybody comes out. Uh, we were kind of surprised they didn't do the NWO entrance as their own.
0: Yeah, they kind of, like, filtered out. There was, like, a small smattering of them all together at one point.
1: Yeah, but it wasn't like they got their own kind no. of music. They, Thank br- God. They I didn't br-
0: hear the NWO theme a lot in this. No? No. I'm okay with that.
1: So, they bring everybody out, and... Contrary to previous years, they did not do the three-camera setup. Yes. They focused on one ring at a time for better or worse. I, I th- honestly don't know.
0: I th- I want to say it was for worse. Yeah. It's harder to keep track of, like, who gets um, eliminated when it's just looking at one ring because other things are happening in two other rings.
1: Yeah, it's, it's kind of unfortunate. Well, they, they managed to almost get around that because... Within the first like two minutes, Kevin Nash takes out everyone in Ring Three. Yeah,
0: so he's just chilling in except Ring Three, except for like one
1: person who I'm pretty sure that was a mistake.
0: Yeah, who was that?
1: Do I don't even remember, but he he eliminates like 18 of the people, and one mm-hmm. person like happens to get eliminated by somebody else. I'm like I'm pretty sure Nash was supposed to eliminate you. So then Nash is just awkwardly standing there in the ring, kind of pacing.
0: Yeah, he's just rebuilding. W- which we his didn't stamina, realize at first
1: because. Other times, it was once there's 10 people left in each, you know, each ring, you merge. This one, it was once there's 20 people total, you all merge. 20
0: people total, yeah. Yeah.
1: So he just... He, he was he just, just yeah.
0: refueling, basically, for what you, a what you Which you thought was unfair. I did kind of think it was unfair.
1: He took out everyone in his ring. The man deserves ugh. a break.
0: No, I, it's... Ugh. I know I have a really unpopular opinion about this, and we've talked about this many a time. But I think of it the same way as I think of... Brock Lesnar in the Royal Rumble. Like it's not fun if he's just sitting there waiting to eliminate the next guy with one move. Like
1: I I would note, I think it's a little bit different in that.
0: It is a little different, but it's like I don't want to see you stand there do nothing.
1: Well, in that like that, that is a timed match where like they even talk about in that where if you eliminate, you know, if you have nobody in the ring, you know, that works to your advantage.
0: So to me this is even more boring then because in the Royal Rumble at least somebody new is coming out every 90 seconds.
1: Well, there's two other rings.
0: Yeah, but like, still, it's not I can't, fair. Listen,
1: the, d- don't blame the fact that this match is boring on the fact that there wasn't going on, it wasn't going on in one of the rings for a little while.
0: I just don't like it. And this is also when you told me that uh, Kevin Nash had gotten basically a promotion in this company. Oh yeah, and... Kevin.
1: Yeah, I leaned over to only one point. I'm like, oh, by the way, so some point around here, it it varies depending on who you ask. Would it would it shock you? Kevin Nash says he didn't do, get anything until. Uh, Like, early 99.
0: No, because that would make this seem like a hoax. Is that a word? No. Hoax. Not hoax. What the fuck are you talking about? Like a (laughs) hoax? That's not a word. That's not what I'm trying to say. Hold
1: on. A coup? I don't even know what you're going for. I'm trying to
0: say, like, knowing that he is, you know, head of creative supposedly during this time just makes this feel kind of like a flimsy match. Like, obviously we know what's going to happen if he's the head of fucking creative.
1: Yeah, there have been very few instances where someone takes over the book and doesn't immediately push themselves.
0: See, I don't think that that's... Again, don't think that's fair.
1: No, but it's been happening.
0: You shouldn't hire somebody to be the head of booking when they're still an active wrestler. That's not fair.
1: What if they're an active manager?
0: Still not fair.
1: Okay, because like, a lot of... 2000, like, late 2001 is written by Stephanie McMahon.
0: Okay. It's different, because, like, if these wrestlers and everything were unionized and they were getting paid regardless, I think it'd be different. But because they're basically, like... uh, They're contractors, so, like, they're getting paid by, like, the match, by the hour, so they're gonna book their guys.
1: thing is, when it's not obvious, you don't really think about it.
0: Fair, yeah, but... When it's, obvi- when it's Kevin Nash like, destroying everyone and then winning. Uh, sorry, spoilers. Of the- oh, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of clear.
1: Yeah, like Triple H helps with the booking during his like reign of terror. You know who apparently is doing some um, creative stuff right now in WWE? Mm. Daniel Bryan. Really? Yeah, apparently a little bit.
0: Oh, okay. I like that.
1: Which is unfortunate because I'm kind of hoping he wins the Royal Rumble in the 2021 Rumble. Yeah. So. <laughs> We'll see, but I don't see that happening. But the weird thing about people abusing their booking power is that usually you need to be good to get booking power. So it's like a okay, you probably shouldn't push yourself this hard, but like you are a star, so it makes sense that you're around this scene.
0: I I see what you're saying. I don't think Kevin Nash is that good though.
1: Yeah, I think both of us have never really understood the no. Like, he's big and he has a look.
0: Which is all that it takes for Vince McMahon to book you, so.
1: Do you know about fake Diesel? I
0: feel like you told me about fake Diesel.
1: So when uh, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash left for uh, WCW, WWE had the mindset of, oh, we can just get new people to play Razor Ramon and Diesel.
0: Hold on. Scott Hall is Razor Ramon?
1: (laughs) i have told you this. <laughs> Why?
0: <laughs> I'm just trying to keep track of all these different people and their different personas, and I didn't put two and two together. I didn't realize that Scott Hall was Razor
1: Ramon. <laughs> yes, and Kevin Nash is Diesel. I
0: got that part. I figured that out. He made an appearance as Diesel at the fucking...
1: Summer's er, Survivor, Survivor see- Series
0: for the Undertaker.
1: Oh yeah, that was that was great. It was just a, a, a smattering of Emily's least favorite people because it was like <laughs> Shane McMahon and the Big Show, then <laughs> Diesel for some reason. Uh, there were there were more. For some reason, the Godwins came out. Didn't
0: the Godfather? Be, wasn't the Godfather? Godfather ever? was there too. Yeah,
1: because no. they're all part of the Bone Street crew.
0: <laughs> oh, I didn't know that.
1: So when they left. They were like, "Oh yeah, we'll just recast them with new people." <laughs> and f- poor Jim Ross, they had Jim Ross be the face of this because they like tried it and it went over terrible. And then they had to like turn Jim Ross heel and be like, "No, it's totally them. We have the copyrights. Like, you know, it's them. Why don't you love them? Do you know who played like, the person who played uh fake Razor? Is nobody really of note?
0: I'm gonna guess the person who played fake Diesel is like." <sighs> oh, it's somebody who like we know. Isn't
1: so it? this person that had previously been in WWE as Dr. Isaac Yankum.
0: Oh. Fuck! I know this I know who it is. Oh. I don't know.
1: That's gotta be Kane.
0: Kane. <laughs> Kane. Ah! ah. I knew that as soon as he said Isaac Incumbe, I remembered that there was somebody stupid that had a fucking dentist gimmick. Oh yeah. I hate Kane.
1: Which created a weird also
0: issue. Also he was well, he was not. No,
1: he What's, was. He like he he out out in, yeah, in full costume. <laughs>
0: okay. I'm sorry. But I'm losing my mind It created Kane. the weird
1: um issue of they wanted the new razor and diesel to wrestle like the old one. Mm-hmm. So, Jim Cornette had to work with Glenn Jacobs to be the, you know. I'm sorry,
0: Mayor Glenn Jacobs, please. Mayor
1: Glenn. <laughs> and he's going through, you know, Diesel's moveset, and it's like, it's only got a five moves. You count the fucking hair flip.
0: No. <laughs> really want to talk about movesets, Kane?
1: Kane, has, Kane? Kane looks like fucking Dean Malenko compared to Diesel.
0: Anybody listening, if you like Kane, never read Journey into Darkness. No, you should. It absolutely ruins him. In all fronts.
1: you learn about uh, Glenn Calloway. Bones. Soup. Curse. What curse? (laughs) But, yeah, the issue is that Glenn Jacobs was a better in ring worker than Diesel. He just wasn't as charismatic.
0: What? No. Kane wasn't charismatic. Can't can't, can't be Kane.
1: It's got to be Kane.
0: <laughs> but the man learned how to ride horses. It's like a third of the fucking book.
1: Oh god, where were we in the match? I don't
0: know. <laughs> so, you derailed me with Kane as fucking Diesel.
1: Oh, so yeah, he cleaned house and there's there's no like notable elimination spots. People were just no. There's really not like that. That's the difference is between like World War Three and Royal Rumble is that there aren't really any spots mm-hmm. outside of the very end.
0: Well, they like they got the uh, the giant out. Like oh yeah, working together.
1: Seven foot Kevin Kevin Nash being like, we need to team up to eliminate that other seven foot man. Yeah. See, the issue is he wasn't smoking, so he didn't stand out. I didn't know who he was.
0: True, man. If the giant had that cigarette, just looking like a cool ass bitch in 1998 because smoking's cool still. Haven't implemented dare in the schools yet.
1: So, the uh, I'm trying to think they're like the final six or seven. It was we're kind of going through because it was Nash, Luger, Malenko, and Benoit made it a fair bit into there. They did, yeah. Um, Scott Hall. Like, Steiner didn't make it that far. No,
0: he didn't. And his, his elimination was really unnotable. I don't even think they, like, said anything about it. Yeah, no. We kind of, like, looked at it. was like, oh, shit, he's gone. Yeah, I they... Guess. I
1: feel like M- Milenko and Benoit made it that far because they... The story they were trying to tell was, like, oh, it's, like, the, the Wolf Pack versus NWO Black and White versus the Horsemen. And... But they really, like, didn't tell the story on commentary, so it didn't really work. Mm-hmm. And then just, you know, they get eliminated. The final three are, uh, are Luger, Hall and Nash
0: yeah and then Luger and Hall get eliminated together yeah so it's like a really underwhelming ending yeah
1: they do kind of have every man for themselves kind of thing like because Nash and Luger are in the wolf pack and Hall is kind of a man without a country right now in terms of (laughs) NWO-ness so yeah they're trying to eliminate each other and then Nash just comes up and eliminates both of them and he wins and that's
0: it the end Winner.
1: No, no, Hogan. You, Yeah, you were.
0: I was really shocked. Yeah. I was honestly shocked.
1: We, yeah, we had watched the previous years and that one ends with Scott Hall winning after Hogan comes out in place of Nash because Nash was supposed to be in the match and then wasn't. Yeah. And, and then Nash comes down as a seven foot sting and he comes out from the rafters. Yeah. And it was just all weird and overbooked. I'll tell you, I'll put it this way. This was not overbooked. I will no, give it that credit. This was, was underbooked. Not, it was
0: very underbooked. Like, when they announced, like, Which, the whole... Jesus
1: Christ, an NWO match. It's now. underbooked. Holy shit.
0: When they announced the whole roster, after they had filled all 60 spots, we are like, oh, that's it?
1: Yeah, because, like, I I know they have a match upcoming, but fucking... Bret Hart and DDP are just like, I don't want to win the world title. No. Nah. Or I don't want to wrestle at Starcade for the world title.
0: Yeah. It was just a very underwhelming group of men.
1: You know who we totally forgot about? Mm -hmm. Bam Bam Bigelow, who just comes to interfere. Bam Bam. Yeah, Bam Bigelow, who gets in the ring and then immediately gets like, quote unquote, eliminated. He's not even in the match, but it's like a... No. Okay, so he's he's not in their league because it's not even like... You could have told an interesting story if Nash wins and then Bigelow eliminates him. Yeah. And it's like, no, Bigelow's not in the match. He didn't win. And then you can kind of have some intrigue for the five weeks in between World War Three and Starcade,
0: Yeah, set up some sort of story. As
1: opposed to Bigelow just comes out, gets thrown out of the ring, and then Goldberg comes down to kind of not really brawl while the whole match just stares at them. Yeah. Like, they're not even, like, trying to kill time. They're just like, no, nope, let's just look at them.
0: Yeah. There was a lot of standing in the corner and looking.
1: That's me in the corner.
0: <laughs> That's me not in the spotlight. My ring's not even on camera.
1: Job being too Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay, well, that's World
0: War Three.
1: Yeah, that the was <laughs> the last World War Three. We, we finished it. We're like, yeah, that's why they didn't keep that going.
0: Yeah, it makes sense.
1: Yeah, I wonder how much was... Because, well, like, the buy rate was better than the previous year. I'm wondering how much of it was the creative wanting to kill it because we noted by that time... Vince Russo was in the company, so. True. I wonder how much of it was the fact that it's a clusterfuck and doesn't really add anything, because it's not like the- It is a
0: clusterfuck and it doesn't add anything.
1: It's not like the other pay-per-views around it were, you know, doing significantly worse, like this was doing better, so. Yeah. It's a bastardization of the Royal Rumble, which when we originally watched it, it was- We were going to watch it. Unfortunately, on the day Pat Patterson passed away and we decided in good conscience, we couldn't, we couldn't, yeah. we couldn't do, do that man's legacy like that.
0: Yeah. That day was kind of sad. I like, I saw that at work and I think when I saw the news, Nick was still asleep and I like texted you. I was like, Oh,
1: have you seen any of the, uh, nice tribute videos? They no, do? I haven't. So one of Pat Patterson's favorite hobbies was, I don't know how, I don't know how much of the, the drunkenness was in there, but, um,
0: <laughs> he likes to get drunk. <laughs>
1: And go do karaoke.
0: Oh, so he's us. And he loves and he
1: loves doing my way. So So he's you. (laughs) So they they have. (laughs)
0: That's one of your go tos. The karaoke.
1: They have my way. Um, you know, playing over the over the package. Oh, cute. And they're like intercutting with him singing it. Yeah, it's it's real cute. It's it's like when 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 Vince one of Vince's best friends dies. They're gonna do they. Oh yeah! You can always tell who they have a little more love for via the video packages, or That's so sweet. or who they or who they need to because Randy Savage wasn't on great terms, but they mm-hmm. had a great package for him. Well, yeah, Staria.
0: that makes sense. See, now I'm just sad. I'm thinking about karaoke. I really want to go to karaoke. I miss karaoke.
1: Thanks for the great transition to uh, the main event.
0: Sorry. Now I'm, I'm just. Cause like you used to, we we would get drunk and go to karaoke like weekly like when we first started dating and before we started dating, and you would sing my way, <laughs> and I'm like oh I want to go karaoke.
1: See now now you say you're gonna sing my way. I'm thinking of uh of Limp Biscuits my way.
0: No, isn't that somebody's entrance music?
1: No, it's it's uh the what, like what are like the main themes for WrestleMania 17?
0: Oh okay okay
1: okay. And in one of the greatest video packages ever. Yes. Which is better than the video package package for this because there is no video. I was going to
0: say, did we get a video package?
1: No. no, I think the closest we got was Bret Hart's promo earlier.
0: Yeah, uh, the only video package in this whole pay per view is the beginning, which is just a slideshow which of kinda, Yeah,
1: we, I mean that's not a video package. Pretty similar to the one Halloween Havoc too. Like they don't, <sighs> they just they don't do video packages. Do they
0: not have a video production team? Do they we, not have editors?
1: I don't know. We get we get Michael Buffer. Out for it, earning that paycheck. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. Yeah, I feel this way every time he comes out because I like the let's get ready to rumble, but before that, he does the are you r- ready? It's like just just do the second one. You don't you have milk to, do, it. you don't have like you're milking it twice. You he know might be saying.
0: getting paid by the minute.
1: No, he's paid per appearance, so that I can do every once. Uh, n- nothing too notable from his an- announcements though.
0: Oh no, it's pretty cut and dry. It's, yeah, it, it's what he gets paid to do. He comes out and says his lines and that's it. And he's, he's yeah. done.
1: So DDP comes out and you didn't notice this, but I did. He comes out wearing the belt upside down yeah. by accident. <laughs> I was like, oh,
0: I noticed before DDP came out, the commentary was like, they said something about being drained by watching that last match, which was world war three. And I was like. Yeah, same. We're all a little drained. That was nothing. We're tired, too. Let's wrap this up and go home.
1: So both of us noted a weird thing during DDP's entrance that we haven't noticed during any of the other ones. And we've had this happen on SmackDown when the song is copyrighted so they can't use it. But I swear we've had crowd noise for DDP's entrance because they're clearly going nuts visually. But there's, like, no noise to it. Hmm. You remember that the weird? Yeah, no, I dubbing? remember. Yeah, it was weird. I can not. Like, I almost want to keep an eye on that going forward, but like they're losing their minds to this guy, and it's just.
0: Yeah, it was very weirdly silent, and like his music was really generic. So I'm wondering if it was something else. Well,
1: his music is like what I know his music like. It's it's the music actually that shows up when he's in the WWE video game, mm. and I think it's what he has in.
0: I don't think it's what he has in
1: WWE. No, I can't, I, I can't hum it well enough. But yeah, it definitely is not what he has when he comes over. No. So I described this match to Emily as we're watching it. The first half of this match is a uh, is a Gordon, Gordon Ramsay scrambled eggs match. Which is just, the, you know.
0: <laughs> the basics, but better.
1: The basics executed fantastically.
0: Yeah, so they're putting the eggs on the burner for 30 seconds, taking them off, whisking in that butter, putting them back on, you know.
1: Or if you're Gordon Ramsay, on? Oh yeah, yes. Okay. A little bit of this, ah, oh, delicious. There, yeah, oh,
0: there we go. Yes, oh, oh. a little bit of this, and you're done. And you're you it. <laughs> <It's like>, done. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: So Brett goes for a tombstone pile driver one point. I'm like, yes, okay. he does. And uh, DDP counters it, hits his own.
0: Yeah, that was actually a really cool move where they like countered each other's move. That was cool. I did like that.
1: And if you like, and if you like that spot, you can see it in almost every. Uh, Undertaker-WrestleMania match from about 2007 onward, it feels like. Oh, really? Yeah. So, Brett has an issue that, ironically, I, I the Undertaker also does. So, part of the Undertaker's comeback sequence is he will pick you up, put you on his shoulder, and then, like, toss you headfirst into the uh, turnbuckle... Yes. And they call it Snake Eyes.
0: Oh, I don't think I've ever heard it have a name.
1: Yeah, it, it's like Snake Eyes, and then he, then he runs off the ropes and hit, 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 hits a big boot.
0: Okay.
1: And then depending on what year it is, he'll then do a leg drop. Okay. But when he picks you up for Snake Eyes, it looks like he's going for the tombstone. Mm-hmm. So everyone pops like, <gasps> and then it just, it's just like, oh. Wow. So. And Brett has the same thing, where he'll like, you know, spread someone's legs to do a headbutt to like, like you know.
0: Oh, that got me this time. because yeah. I thought it was the... Uh...
1: Yeah, a head-butt, I, a headbutt to the belly, the sternum, whatever you want to call it.
0: I thought it was a sharpshooter. Uh, a sharpshooter. Sharp
1: it, it's the same setup because yeah. he spreads the legs for it.
0: I called sharpshooter. I was like, oop, that, he's doing the sharpshooter. And no. you're like, no. Yeah.
1: And the crowd kind of pops yeah. right here. And it's like, oh. Because
0: it looks like it.
1: Which works a little bit better with your heel, at least. Yeah. But still, it's like, oh, mm.
0: was Brett the heel in this? Oh, yeah. I have a really hard time discerning the heel in the face a lot of the time.
1: Yeah. Almost troublingly so. I know. To where he used done nothing but be an asshole and get DQ'd for weeks. And you're like, is he a bad guy?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of being DQ'd, he has an illegal item. But he doesn't get DQ'd. But he has the illegal item. Well,
1: before that, they go for the distracted ref low blow spot. Mm. And he's not distracted enough. And I'm like i did miss that i'm like you probably you probably probably should have seen that one
0: i missed that i might have been like had my head down writing
1: because that i think after that is the first uh ring post figure four
0: which i liked i liked i liked Bret hart doing it to ddp
1: yeah that looked
0: way more intense
1: i think the most famous of those is um him and austin at wrestlemania 13. Ooh, okay It's their uh, submission match, which everyone calls an I quit match for some reason. It's not an I quit match. It's a submission match.
0: (laughs) I quit this match.
1: Which, funnily enough, early in my wrestling fandom, I was convinced a I quit match is like loser leaves the company. Like you're quitting. Wait, is it not? No, it's just you give up. See, like it makes sense for it to be like. I feel
0: like the last few that we've watched have been an I quit the company
1: match. I can't think of any of the ones we've watched that are.
0: Wasn't there an I quit match with Steve Austin?
1: We watched, uh, we recently watched the Mankind Rock one, but he didn't, yeah. leave, he didn't leave the company after that. Fair. He, uh, first off, he doesn't even really say it.
0: <laughs> that
1: was an that was uncomfortable uh, watch for you, that match. <laughs>
0: yeah, that was hard. I love Mick Foley, but oh man.
1: So, while Brett has DDP in the figure four, the ref once again was pissing me off because he's like, one, come on, Brett, you got to break this. Come on. Two, Ref, you you know, break this hole Brett. Come on, ref, three, good, yeah. break the hole break the hole four, and then go like, come, come on, and then he like, I'm like, that's not a count. No, it was the longest four count. It made it made like the count out like count seem yeah, quick.
0: yeah. And I hate when refs do that. Like they are the least. They're supposed to be unbiased. Refs are supposed to be unbiased. Yeah, but they that doesn't exist in the wrestling world, at least.
1: I, I don't think. Th- I think they are unbiased. I think they're just stupid. <laughs>
0: Well they are also very fragile. Yeah, they're so. made <laughs> They are little flowers. They're very dainty.
1: So yeah, the second half of this match is mostly Brett working over Yeah. Working over the knee and leg. Uh, hits a regular figure four in the ring. So then DDP manages to hit uh, start his comeback and then gets his own uh, ring post figure four. Little sloppier.
0: Yeah, it does not look nearly as intense, not nah. nearly as painful. Like I could I, I could put that on somebody. It looks so good when Brett did it, and I was like, "Wow, that looks so painful." But
1: and yeah, GDP and they, they anyway. also do a similar count there. But afterwards, DDP goes to get a share. Oh, and yeah, we missed earlier that um, Brett when Brett grabbed the brass knuckles early, and then they got confiscated by the ref
0: because he dropped them, and the ref picked him up.
1: I think he got hit by DDP, but yeah, it was like a
0: he like the yeah because the commentary hold everyone's attention like everybody look at the w on the ground look at that illegal object and that's when the ref picked it up also like do they
1: not remember what happens week to week he has this every fucking week
0: refs are stupid
1: no the commentators
0: commentators are they're like oh what stupid. is it it's brass knuckles it's the same shit he used last week but
1: so they're in the ref's pocket when ddp has the chair and the ref waits until he like ddp goes all the way back to like yeah. grab the chair and i'm like classic like just let people get DQ'd. Come on, because after that is the ref bump. Because then Brett pushes DDP into, into the ref. So Brett goes fishing in the ref's pockets and takes the brass knuckles out, punches DDP in the head, and then all of a sudden the fucking ref from Scott Steiner stuff comes down.
0: Yeah, the one with Once the. Once again,
1: merging that is Bret Hart in the NWO because yeah. he doesn't come down to NWO music. So that's why I'm like he's not, and he doesn't wear the shirt. No. So he come. He comes down.
0: This is the stupid ref with the like yeah. the black and white do rag. The
1: very dramatic ref. Yes. white do rag. He came down in like in like in like a night cap, like, you know, like, like a you know an old like sleeping cap.
0: It did look more like a nightcap. With mom in her kerchief and I in my cap, both settled down. Fun for fact. A long
1: winter uh, I don't know what year this was. Mister T wrestled in WCW wearing a like basically like, like a you know like a, like a black and white striped. Long sleeve shirt and one of those hats. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Did he pity the fool?
1: He pitied his shirt because the wrists were too tight, so he, somebody tried to pull the shirt over him. They <laughs> get stuck, and they got stuck, and oh, so he had no. to wrestle with a shirt like you know, trapped around his arms. The rest of
0: the match. Oh, oh no!
1: He wrestled Kevin Sullivan,
0: oh my Okay, God, the is.
1: Taskmaster.
0: Oh, oh, that's so sad. As someone who used to have both arms in a cast, I know how it feels to get a shirt stuck on your casts. <laughs>
1: So Brett puts a knocked out DDP in the sharpshooter, and the ref, I guess, knows he's passed out or just kind of calls the bell and says he gives up.
0: Yeah. So the head ref comes out, says that what the NWO ref says is true is not. So, like, he, Bret Hart did not win.
1: I think it, I think it was a little bit of – I don't know how much of it was Bret Hart cheated versus you're not a ref to be able to make right. this call.
0: Right, so the head ref is like, no, 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 that's not true. So basically, the match is still going. Yeah. Then DDP comes, just just gets up, yeah,
1: and Diamond Cutter, quick, like one, two, three, like oh, that's it. Yeah, real. I liked the match up until the the ending.
0: The WCW does not know how to end a match. We've discussed this.
1: Yeah. So DDP celebrates, goes up the the ramp, celebrating, and that's the end of the pay per view. Real
0: real underwhelming
1: should world war three have been the main event probably yeah i think so too probably especially because like you're not going for any weird screwiness in the world war three match mm-hmm. so i kind of don't see why it wasn't
0: yeah I especially because
1: like this wasn't a world title match Like, what's in goldberg not why couldn't a Go- goldberg d- did, um... they,
0: did they think that this last match would pull in better ratings than world war three
1: it doesn't matter.
0: Does it not? Well, is this well, before they're doing like the by 15 minute increment ratings?
1: It's a pay-per-view. Ratings don't matter. You bought oh, the pay-per-view. True, You're true, not going to change true. the channel. True. And I don't. I think at this point, especially, they're not doing head-to-head pay-per-views.
0: No, that'll be interesting when we get into that, though. I
1: don't think. I think I think they stopped doing it because I think um, this is earlier. WCW did it. Or WWE did it. And they, they were fine with it. And like, the paper companies were fine with it. And then WCW did it for one of the WrestleManias. The paper companies like, don't ever fucking do this again. So
0: They probably got a lot of complaints or something. Yeah.
1: Also, why couldn't Goldberg and Ben Bigelow had a match on this?
0: Great question. Because Goldberg refuses to actually fight a match. Yeah. We still haven't seen a full match from Goldberg since Halloween Havoc.
1: Yeah. Which is a great match.
0: I mean, yeah, but it was our first podcast episode, yeah. and we haven't seen a match from him since. We've only seen interferences.
1: Yeah, and it's not even like I've said, oh, we're going to skip this. No. But credit to him, he did show up before the last 90 seconds.
0: That's I was true. almost was expecting to paycheck. see
1: him at the end of this because...
0: Because he was actually there?
1: Yeah, Just because, like, I'm trained to think, last 90 seconds, we get a Goldberg sh- showing. But he already appeared twice, so I guess he hit his quota.
0: Oh, yeah, he made that paycheck. That was enough for him.
1: So that was the final World War Three pay-per-view ever. I don't think anyone's even attempted the, the concept in other, in other companies, so... Honestly, good. Yeah.
0: They're better for it.
1: You know you know what's funny to me is that people talk about Halloween Havoc being one of the worst WCW pay-per-views. I think it was better
0: than this. Oh, 100% it was better than this.
1: I think... This was just boring. I think Hogan Warrior is worse than anything on this, but I think... That show had more going for it. Like, Raven Jericho was better than Jericho Bobby Yunkum. I would say... Bret Bret Hart and Sting, probably equivalent to this one. Uh, Equivalent to Bret Hart and DDP.
0: I just realized I never picked a Match of the Night or MVP. You gotta. Oh, shit. You go first. I'll put it this way. Match
1: of the Night, I have... uh, Main event. Yeah, main event.
0: Yeah, same.
1: Oh, man, I... Honestly, I think this throughout MVP. I'm I'm struggling because, you know, for MVP, I almost chalk it down to production because Kevin Nash, like very easily could have had a really impressive performance yeah. in World War Three. And he kind of does, but like they don't sell it. And then once he does, it, it cools off for like 15 minutes.
0: I think I'm going to give MVP. This is not my bias, but I'm going to give it to, to Chris Jericho. Because he brought the most, like, personality and selling and, like, really, like, being into the scenarios that he was in. Like, he was the most fun to watch when he was doing the backstage, or the um, WCW Online segment. He came out, you know, obviously winded for, w- for World War Three. Like, he he basically, like, f- tried his the best out of everybody else. <laughs> so I'm going to give it to him.
1: Yeah, I like. I'll put it this way: you you put somebody else in that match. I think that I think that whole segment's a stinker. Jericho managed to save that. Yeah, he did. I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna go with Bret Hart. Okay. I like. I I I thought his promo early on was real effective. I don't know. I don't know how good good it really was, but it was just like a credit somebody for trying to like tell stories in this fucking company.
0: Oh God, yeah. And
1: like I like. Hey, I'm feuding with four people right now, (laughs) and you know he. It was a fucked finish in that, in in the main event. Honestly, I would have been fine with Brett just winning after that Sharpshooter. Would have been a mm. downer ending, but you know, have you 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 have you have the NWO ref call for the call for the bell, and then you set up one more match between the two of them at Starcade or on Nitro or something. But it's like it's not it's not Brett's fault that it was a fucked finish. So I'm gonna give mine yeah. to Bret Hart.
0: Okay, I respect it. I yeah. respect it.
1: But man, that was a sort of opposite of a Sophie's choice there. <laughs>
0: Ugh, yeah.
1: Oh, god that 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 was a slog. That was real, real rough. Yes. So the next pay per view we have coming up is Starcade,
0: which is well, WCW's WrestleMania.
1: Correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Dark okay. actually has a longer lineage, but WWE won the war, so. Yeah. So, we only have one match right now, obviously, booked, which is Kevin Nash versus the champion, which is obviously going to be Goldberg.
0: Oh,
1: 100%. Yeah, even, they're not even pretending a commentary. It's like, oh, they're going to face Goldberg at that. Ugh. So, any other uh, match predictions? Because, I mean, you kind of got to assume that like all the titles are going to be defended, so you got... You got Hoovy probably in a match against somebody. Hoovy Kidman again, <laughs> yeah, probably. Like, yeah. Every pay per view uh, and every Nitro until, until maybe another. Eddie
0: versus Ray. Yeah, maybe that could be fun. Um, uh, Jericho's
1: got to face somebody.
0: Yeah, probably
1: not Bobby. Again. Oh, I hope not. And then uh, something with something with the Steiner brothers. Yeah. That's what should happen, and then we got... Um,
0: what should happen and what will happen are very different things. Yeah,
1: we'll see how involved Hogan is, but we got the uh, Bischoff and Flair storyline going on. Yeah, or, there was no Flair during this. Yeah, just general Four Horsemen versus uh, versus Bischoff, so...
0: Do you think we'll get more NWO, ver- or Black and White versus Wolfpack?
1: Yeah, that's probably a safe assumption, too. I wonder how hard they're going to go with that, but... Yeah, we will uh, find out in next episode, which is going to be the road to... Woo which will be a couple parts oh, definitely. at least two because there's actually there's five weeks in between this time okay so we'll break it down as we kind of get there yeah we we'll try to divide it up that way there's, any of the listening sessions aren't terribly long but we're flexible we'll kind of see how it all goes but uh the
0: state that we live in may or may not be getting shut down again soon so we'll have nothing but time on our hands yeah you
1: will probably get more episodes of that uh <laughs> We are going to try to speed up the release a little bit. I recording this before episode three has come out. It's edited. I just need to do like literally like a final it's five, the, five minute touch up. I need to make sure like, like one sound bites yeah. in the right spot. It's and the, the week, week part, after yeah.
0: Thanksgiving and we've had a very long and rough week. So I'm giving us, you know, a buffer time. I'm not holding us I'm accountable for this. Time. It's been a rough week. We're going to let ourselves go for this. <laughs>
1: But in the meantime, uh, feel free to follow us on Twitter, Push. at Butts in the Pod.
0: Butts in the Pod.
1: And uh, subscribe to us on Spotify. And I guess that's all for this one. Any closing thoughts?
0: No. I think we are good. I'm, I'm tired. That was rough.
1: Yeah. We, we'll, uh, it's
0: been a long road.
1: We're, 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 we're going to go to the grocery store and get some uh, Swiss rolls and yodels and ho-hos and <laughs> all that jazz.
0: We'll do a taste test in the next episode.
1: I don't think so. I hope you're right. But thanks for listening.
0: Bye.